This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. And this is Christina, and you're listening to Wannabe Fans, a podcast for wannabe fans of St. Louis City SC. So I did have a couple of questions for Christina because I know that the MLS team is a new thing and it's not, it it didn't come in into a void, right? Like there was a lot of stuff that was happening in St. Louis before then. I know that you were um, involved with some of the stuff that St. Louis FC did or mm-hmm. STLFC? Uh, what yeah, did they go by? St. Louis FC or STLFC. It's we would shorten it or turn it into like STLFC, but the the actual name was St. Louis Football Club. Gotcha. Okay, because you had mentioned before, and I think you might have done it on this podcast too in an earlier episode where they were a USL team. What exactly does that mean? So a USL team, USL stands for the United Soccer League. Okay. And that's officially recognized um, by the United States Soccer Federation as a Division II league. Okay. So MLS is considered um, the top division. And then USL is a lower, you know, division. Right. Um, division II league. And so in 2014, St. Louis FC or St. Louis Football Club was established in St. Louis as a USL um, team. Okay. Um, that's what came before MLS in St. Louis. Okay. Cause like, I remember when I first moved here, I don't know exactly when it ended, but there used to be a billboard by my house that advertised the, I think forehands has a beer that is associated with, um, or was associated with STLFC. It was a, you're giving me a look. I don't well, know what you know I'm, I'm talking about. I'm blanking on it. I don't know. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, right. one of the breweries had it, and there was a billboard outside her house for a very long time that had that beer on it. I just didn't have any interest in soccer at the time, mm-hmm. so I didn't pay much attention to it. But I still vividly remember that billboard mm-hmm. for some reason. Um, right. I believe Schlafly also had a um, IPA. Oh, that was is dedicated the right word dedicated to St. Louis FC. But um, I'm also blanking on the name of that IPA. Um, I used to get it every single time I went to the matches. So yeah. 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 But like the the point of that is, is like there's been an impact here before the MLS team. Oh yeah. Okay. Cause like, I mean, it's not like every, every home sport at like a division two level or below gets multiple beers dedicated to them or anything like that. I think that it just kind of shows that they were a part of St. Louis and like a valued part of St. Louis for a while. Mm-hmm. But that's just my, my, uh, my uninformed two cents right there. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I, I don't really know um, what, I mean, we're about to have around 20,000 plus people coming to these, 
um, St. Louis City matches. And I don't really know what the, I don't know what was going on prior to MLS as far as why people were um, not going to St. Louis FC matches or what was happening there. I, I don't know if there was just a lack of knowledge that they existed mm-hmm. or what was happening. Um, and I'm not saying that to say anything about, you know, the people who didn't support St. Louis FC. I'm just saying, I don't know what was happening in that time when we had a USL soccer team. Um, well, I feel like a lot of it probably comes down to media. Um, just because even though I had seen that billboard, I never heard anything about it, or maybe I just didn't listen to the right things about it. It wasn't like in front of my face all the time. The way that like the MLS team is just like pushing money at their like communications group to just get everyone informed that we that they're coming into town whether we like it or not, and they hope that we like it. And I would I would I would guess that the USL probably doesn't have the sort of money to just like do that where it's like major um, communication after communication, yeah. PR, etc., all the time, right. And there's something different about, you know, a lower division or division two or division three over the top division. You know, I mean, I just think that's that's common across the board. Um, You're not going to fill the same number of seats in a um, what's considered, I guess, a lower division. Right. Um, And yeah, so um, but it was really hard because we were just finishing up this season as the pandemic hit. And so um, it was just really hard to like end USL, even though we knew MLS was coming, it was really hard to know that that chapter was closing for all of us who had followed um, this team for years and the pandemic was coming. We weren't able to, you know, get together and, I think the last match was in Louisville and we lost. It was very painful. That's what was transpiring before MLS was such a big thing for me. Like it it felt like such a big thing to let go of and then try to jump on to the MLS, um, you know, (laughs) train or whatever. Bandwagon? Bandwagon. I think you've got more of a reason to to bandwagon and jump onto that than I do. Right. Right. It felt like everybody was getting like there was so much hype around MLS and our new team, rightfully so. And I was just having a really hard time letting go because it felt like we didn't really have any closure because we were all just trying to get, you know, wrap our minds around the pandemic. And then, you know, our team had their final game as a loss. And- yeah, and it, it was just ending. Um, so that was really hard. But now we have, you know, this new team and and all this energy. And it's, it's exciting. And we have a lot more people to, you know, that are that are interested and that are getting pumped up for this season. And I think that's that's really exciting. So Last Wednesday, uh, St. Louis City had their first ever match at City Park. So it is called City Park 
now not Centene Stadium, which we're not going to get into that. But anyway, it was the first ever match at the stadium. I was able to attend. Um, Anna Maria, unfortunately, had to work. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I had to work. Yeah. So she was not able to join us, but it was awesome. It was very, very cold. I wore my winter coat, um, my hat. I had hot hands. And then I had three layers of clothes on under the coat, three pairs of pants and two socks. And I was still freezing. <laughs> Jeff and I went by the Metrolink, and I think that was that was probably the best um, form of transportation to get there because we heard that a lot of people were having trouble with parking. And I, I'm not sure if you were arriving early, if you were having that level of difficulty, but I know that some people were coming closer to the, the kickoff and were having issues with parking, which is just St. Louis City. Um, in general, parking is tricky. I just, I want to know if people who are having trouble with parking were just trying to look for unpaid spots versus paid spots, because I've never had an issue downtown unless I'm only looking for unpaid spots, you know? Yeah, that's true. And, um, I mean, I know a lot of people were trying to park at Union Station and some people said that at closer to kickoff when they were trying to go to Union Station to park they were rejecting people who were trying to park there for the match. And I don't know, when I look at the map, um, St. Louis City on on their app, you're able to look at all of the um, the parking areas, I guess, designated for city, or maybe they just map out parking downtown. Um, I don't really know what goes into that, but it had the, there was a spot at Union Station like plotted on the map. It says St. Louis city. And then it's there. At least I believe so. And so initially we thought about parking there, or we thought about parking, you know, in, in the paid lots that were plotted on the map. But then I just, I don't know. I've been to blues games, <laughs> I've been to blues games. And there was a blues game that night too, right? Yeah. So that would have affected. That I think whole it was situation. out of town. Was it? Oh, yeah. okay. It was out of town, but there was there was something going on at the Enterprise Center. Okay. I think it was a concert. Okay. I mean, for Blues games, we generally take the Metrolink too, um, because it's just right there by the Enterprise. But we were going to park downtown, but we ended up just going by the Metrolink, and it was pretty. It was pretty smooth. I mean, we live, you know, like an hour by the Metrolink, it feels like an hour, but maybe it was more like 40 minutes. Um, but it was pretty smooth. You get to Union Station, you get off and it's just like a walk around the building and you're at City Park. So the Metrolink, I think was a good call, um, even in the freezing cold weather. <laughs> um, so you got there early, didn't you? Yeah, I got there we got there around four. Okay. So tell me what the festivities were like before the match. Yeah. I think it started around 11 or 12, but people were able to go and get their kit. Um, so there, you know, the blind pre-sale, uh, the kit was revealed 
the same day. At 11. Right. Which I thought it was going to be revealed at the, like, at City Park. But they revealed it on social media. Yeah. Which threw me off because I thought... Like, in my mind, and I don't know why, but I thought we were just going to show up and they were going to be like, here's the kit, and you were going to buy it, and it was going to be this big presentation in person. But they revealed it ahead of time, which was really cool. Their marketing is, and whoever is in charge of putting their, you know, videos together. They do an insane job. It's so good. Because, like, right at 11, I think I had a meeting, but I was, like, during the meeting watching the video reveal where I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. It was so cool. Um, I I don't necessarily – I mean, like, it seems like – it seems like the opinions on social media are generally favorable about the new kit. I personally love it. I think it looks fantastic. It's definitely more pink than red, though, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people, even on social media, people were saying they're calling it city red, but it's clearly pink. Like, why can't they just call it pink what it is, but it's city red. Yeah. It looks really sharp. So I, I like the, I like that it's not plain. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how stuff typically looks, but it's not plain. Like it's got like the kind of checkmarky arch stuff that they did with Purina and trying to reflect like the way, the lines of the gateway arch. And I think it looks really cool. Yeah. I did see one critical comment online though, that said it looked like someone had run over it with the tires of a tractor, which I thought was kind of mean Mm. and not accurate, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. I saw somebody post something. It was like a, a cat litter box or something. Um, it was like a pink box and they were making a joke about, about it being Purina. About it being Purina. And that was pretty entertaining. I mean, honestly, you can say what you want. It I think it's funny. Um, I don't take any offense to it. I, I think it looks great. Yeah. I think they did a great job. I think that the I think that the blind pre-sale and then delivering on it was just fantastic for their marketing team because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were really upset about the blind pre-sale and there were a lot of different opinions about it. I thought it was good only because it generated so much media for them and then they were able to deliver on it. Yeah. I think that the only thing I would say is I think that there should have been some type of benefit of getting, of, of doing the pre-sale. Like I think that they should have gotten maybe a discount or something like there should have been a price adjustment for doing the blind pre-sale because that was a lot to commit to. Of course, a lot of people were fine with committing to it because this is, you know, the very first kit. It's it's has historical, you know, value to it and sentimental value tied to it. So a lot of people were like that's enough, but I think that they probably could have offered, you know, a discounted price. I agree with the people who who have that argument. Another thing is if you didn't catch this, so Authentic Kit, they have the Apple TV logo. Um, and the MLS logo. And the MLS logo. Yeah. And if you uh, didn't catch this, um, if you want to watch MLS live stream, you have to go through Apple TV 
and it's a separate package. So if you already have Apple TV, that's not enough. You have to actually subscribe to another package, which is pretty pricey, but um, you're able to get a discount as well um, through through the, what was it? Um, like the city the membership, city membership or something. Yeah. yeah. So just um, make sure that you, you get what you can out of that. Um, get your discounts, get, get yourself set up because we can't go to every single match. And if you want to be, you want to watch, that's the way to do it. I thought um, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that, which is that they were saying that the authentic kit when it's sold through like third party providers, so like the Adidas store or any of the local providers, it's missing the Apple TV logo and the MLS logo. Yeah, you have to go to the actual team store if you want that one, which is why it costs a little more than the other ones. Right. Yeah, that's where I thought you were going with that. Yeah, that was going to be my next step or my next um plug but that was where I wanted to start just because I wanted to make sure that people knew that that was the way we were going to be able to watch matches um and there's a lot that goes into those corporate agreements but I think that um I, I know for USL we watch um it through ESPN plus which is also a separate subscription like you have mm-hmm. ESPN but then you have to get ESPN plus and a lot of times that gets lost on people because yeah yeah it's another step it's just another step which is in my opinion it's ridiculous but it just is what it is so yeah um but yeah and if you get the replica you do not get the corporate logos um people had thoughts about that as well that it it didn't look the same but it's a it's a replica I, I just I don't know I, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Because- my thoughts My thoughts are that it's significantly cheaper. It's not going to come with everything that the other one comes with. Like, yeah. That's kind of what you anticipate with something that costs less. I do hope that they have some sort of exchange program, though, for people who did order the replica and now want to go up to the authentic. Because I saw a lot of questions online about, well, are we able to do this? And I wasn't sure I actually saw an answer on if they could. Mm-hmm. But anyway, going back to the match, I want to know more about how that whole thing like went down like where did you go beforehand what did you do what was the whole experience like yeah Anna Maria waited just for us to start recording to ask me these questions so that she could get the full the full debrief in in the live recording debrief so initially we went and we picked up Jeff's kit he got the authentic kit his his perspective was if it's shitty he's just going to frame it if he likes it he's gonna wear it so he that's where he went with it and so he got the authentic kit you were able to just walk up there grab it at city park and then we headed over to schlafly which i i don't know like my tailgate experience was in a parking lot outside of you know a soccer park in fenton and this was just I don't know how to even explain it. it. They had stringed lights. There was just people all over in the street. They had, you know, the tables set up for charity du jour, which went to heat up St. Louis, um, the proceeds from the raffle. And 
Um, they had beer tents and music and there were soccer matches playing on TV and people were just um, gathered around having a good time. There were a lot of people in Schlafly. It got pretty tight after a while. So it, you went in there basically just to, to take a second to heat up and then go back out into the freezing cold. <laughs> they Schlafly also had, and I believe it was new, but they had a beer and it had like the Tower Grove, it had Tower Grove Park like on it. Um, like, like that the was can? the art on the can. Oh. And it was a lager and it's, the name of it is escaping me, but it was excellent. It was very good. Okay. Um, and so we had that time. Um, I mean, it was just a lot of catching up and talking to people. That was really it. Um, but it was really fun for me because I got to see a lot of people that I don't, that I hadn't seen in forever. Um, so that was fun to catch up. And something that was remarkable was that at one point I went inside to use the bathroom and I was, there was a huge line, but the line was not for the women's bathroom. It was for the men's bathroom and that <laughs> never happens. I mean, I walked up there and I'm like, is there a line for the women? They're like, no. <laughs> and we just went in and we were all in there just laughing because that, that never happens. Like you never go somewhere and the line is for men and not women, which is, I don't understand it, but it, it's just the way that we work. Even whenever I went to do the, the city park tour, they strategically put more bathrooms for women than men because we we have those long lines. We um, take a little bit longer, I guess. But they were really confused. And I think they were almost irritated by the fact that they had to wait in a line. Like, welcome to our lives every day. So, yeah, that was, that was a, a funny bit. But then after um it was around 5 50 and we started to line up um in the alley between schlafly and then the the street adjacent but started lining up everyone had their flags they were doing some chants um we held off and then we started walking you know toward the stadium at six o'clock and so we just had this huge like line of people, which bigger than I've ever seen. <laughs> and, um, you know, everyone's chanting, they have their beers, uh, you know, people are standing on the side of the street, just watching the people come in. And that was fun. Um, and then as you're going in, you know, they're scanning your ticket um, and you're, you're just going in. And then we were able to all kind of collect at the gate and then walk into the supporter section together. So they kind of broke us off into two groups and we kind of came through two different entryways into the, the stadium, which was, wow. Like the lights, the music, like the energy was awesome. And we had a really great spot. We were a little bit higher up than normal. Um, I typically prefer to be closer to the drummers and but we, we were a little bit further back. I think we were about 10 rows behind the drummers. And um, we were around a lot of new people um, because they were 
you know, trying to learn the chants and they were, you know, looking at the paper, but it was, that was cool. I mean, to hear the chants that we did so many times before and to just hear people getting excited about it, like looking at the words for the first time and being like, wow, this is clever. This is funny. Or, you know, just getting into it um, was really cool. But that was the, to kind of segment it, that was the initial part of the the experience or the day um, for me. A lot of people were there much earlier. Had, they had a full day of events. I unfortunately had to work, so I couldn't. Yeah, so in the supporter section, we're doing our chants. The one thing I will say um, is, and when you watch it on video afterward, you hear the support, you hear the chants, you hear the drummers, you can hear the words. It's very loud and very, like, it was well put together. But from where I was sitting or standing, sorry, um, I couldn't really hear the words. I could hear people chanting. I could hear the drums. But behind, like in the back of the supporters group, for some reason, I couldn't hear what words were actually being said. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting how that worked out. And just the way that the sound carries in the stadium. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Because like I heard I well, I saw stuff on social media because, again, I wasn't there. But it was people from, like, across the section, across from the supporters section, just on the outside of the stadium could hear everything that the supporters were doing. So it must be that it just kind of carries down and out versus up and back. Right. You know? Yeah. That's that's what me and a few of the people around us were saying the same thing. Like, that was something we noticed. But since we knew the chance, it wasn't really a problem or anything. It was just more of a, oh, okay. So this is, this is how it works um, based on the layout. And so people were still into it. The people around us were doing the chance. They had the paper, they were finding it on their phones and trying to come up with ideas for new chance. It was, it was funny, but something else that I noticed is the food smelled incredible. There were so many food options at um, City Park and you're standing in the section and all you can do is smell incredible food everywhere. That would be the death of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And typically when I go some, when I go to, you know, um, like a Cardinals game or a Blues uh, game. I mean, you can smell the food, um, but it's always kind of a challenge to go stand in line and wait and get your food and then like carry it all the way back um, and worry about running into everyone. Something that is different about City Park is that you can order your food ahead on the app and then pay for it through the app. So you can just go pick it up and then walk back, which makes sense because there's a lot less time, you know, there are a lot less breaks. So unless you want to miss part of the match to go get food, which is perfectly fine. But if you're a person who's like, I want to get, you know, out at the half and get back in time <laughs> for it to start again, then the best route is probably going to be to go pick up your food. Right. Um, but yeah, they said that was kind of, you know, a test. It, the whole experience was supposed to be a test and there's plenty of time for them to work out whatever, you know, kinks 
they found based on, on that people's experience and feedback. I only noted other than parking, which honestly, I don't think they really have a lot to do to work that out. I think it's just people getting yeah. there on time. Like if you're going to be late, then you're probably going to have to realize that parking is going to be an issue. Right. Um, they can't really do anything about that. There's only so many spots for people to park. And I think that there was a parking garage down for construction that will probably be ready by the time the, you know, the season starts. But other than that, the biggest thing was there were a lot of, there was a lot of bottleneck, uh, necking happening in, you know, the concourse because people were lining up to pay for food. Uh, so they didn't know about the app system. Yeah. Or maybe they didn't want to do that or I don't know, like, but there were a lot of people lined up to buy food. And then, you know, people around me were saying they, they just used the app. So they were able to just go walk and they walked around the line and picked up their food and left. So either it wasn't, um, they didn't know or they didn't want to, I don't know. But yeah. if you had an issue with the food or with the lines and you knew that was an option, I would say maybe next time use the app, use the app um, because that's what they designed it for. Like yeah. the idea was for it to be, um, you know, to quick, efficient, yeah. which it needs to be because like I said, you don't have a lot of time. There aren't a lot of breaks and, and things move pretty fast. So, all right. Yeah. And then let's talk about the actual, the actual match. I know that we lost. And it was cold. <laughs> but, like, how was that? How was it actually getting to, like, watch things in the stadium and, you know, see some people who are going to be on the city team this upcoming season, you know, compete against, you know, this well-known German soccer team? Yeah. Well, so it was um, – I'm not extremely familiar with um, – Leverkusen, but I know that they're, they're up there. Um, and they're a really good team. And we, um, we played with our city two uh, team and I think they did great. I know most people, their response was, we just got to be there for an experience. It didn't really matter, but I will say, um, it was the, the view was incredible because we were able to see everything. And I was actually able to gauge whether something was off sides or not, because I could see them, which I, I guess when you're more level with the field, it's harder to see those plays in action and everything's moving so fast. So a lot of times I would miss it, but um, if you're new and you're want, you're, you're trying to learn the, the game and you're trying to learn positions, you're trying to learn, you know, the, the different, the different plays. Um, this stadium is built for you in mind because I was looking over the field so I could see everything. And I think that we did a really good job. Honestly, I just, I know that they're running and so they're building up warmth, but I just can't imagine playing in that, that weather. Like, I think that would impact me as a player. Um, but I, I don't know. I know that you're running, you're getting warm that way. I think they did a really good job. I feel like I don't have the authority or the experience to 
say that they played um, really well or poorly. I think they gave it their all. And I think that they just bested us. They were a lot more um, aggressive on the attack than us. I'm probably wrong to all of you who are listening and, and maybe have a different opinion. I just, that's how I felt. And um, we, we did try a few times to, you know, score, but we were unsuccessful. I also feel like they've, they've played together as a team and we had, I mean, city two, which I understand is like a lower level team, right? Yeah. It, yeah. So we have people from there who are going to be on the city team, but it's not like they've all, it's not like the same people that played at this match were necessarily the team that we're going to see. And it's not like they have that same sort of environment that Leverkusen maybe had because they have, they have played together as a team at Mm -hmm. like these levels. I'm I'm not sure how I'm supposed to phrase what I'm trying to phrase. Yeah. Like there's there's like, there's like an idea of, of like, team cohesion that maybe we're just, we're just not quite there yet, but that's fine. Right. Cause it's not, I mean, it was an experience. It was a friendly, it wasn't mm-hmm. a cup or something. A cup of something is, a my, cup favorite, of something. is my favorite <laughs> phrase now. A cup of something. In relation yeah. to soccer. But yeah, no, you're right. It wasn't, you know, it was just a friendly match. And I think that, it was mostly for the experience, but it was also really fun to watch. And um, we obviously hoped for a win, but it was fine that we didn't see one. I mean, we just got to see soccer. And for a lot of us, that was enough. I mean, we love them. We want them, you know, we're excited to watch them play and we support them through the wins and the losses. But um yeah bummer that we we lost but i think that we did well i think like you said we played as a team and um yeah overall just cool cool to be a part of that experience um and yeah i mean that's really all that i i can remember of the night um those were the takeaway points and to kind of close it out on the experience is after the match pretty easy to get out of the the stadium um, because they have signs directing you to, you know, what street you're going to exit to if you go out this door and whatever. But also a lot of people were parking, you know, in the parking garage or on the street or whatever, a lot of jaywalking. (laughs) And then we went to the Metrolink and, Right now, the the blue line is down, so we did have to do a transfer at Forest Park, but that wasn't bad. They had, um, like, heaters, and we were able to, you know, transfer. That's going to be fixed within the week. So if you're debating on the Metrolink um, by March, I think that it will be a good call. If you use the Metrolink to go to Cardinals games, Blues games, I mean, this is the same. It's no different. It's a, a good walk. Um, and, and I think that will be the way to go for people who don't want to deal with the parking. Um, otherwise, I would say get there early or at a reasonable time if you're going to park downtown because that's just the way it is. It's, it's chaos. 
that that's how I'm going to wrap up the actual, you know, logistics of the night. Um, but we had to leave before we could watch um, what took place after the game. But I do know from pictures on social media, the team actually came up to the supporter section and they, you know, I don't know if they did like a chant or what, but they did come up to the supporter section and that's pretty common. I mean, that's generally what happened with our USL team, win or loss, they would come. If they won, we would do a specific chant and we'd all go crazy and like beers flying everywhere. And um, if we lost, you know, we still just showed our support to the team. They showed their support to us. And I think that, is carrying over. Um, so that's an experience that we'll get to have. And I think it's important. I always love that part. So, but yeah, they wrap it up with that and, and a chant and, um, but we had to, we kind of dipped before that, unfortunately. So, um, but I saw it on social media. So that's the only reason I know that it happened. Yeah. So just before we kind of close out, this i have a question about the whole experience if you were a new person going to one of these like one of the mls matches for the first time what would you recommend like someone set their schedule as like would you recommend going to the pre-game festivities would you recommend sitting at a certain place in the stadium what would your recommendations be for like getting the most out of the experience yeah i would say get there i mean a lot of times the matches hopefully are on the weekend. That's my hope. Um, if it's a weekday and you're able to get off on time to be there for the pregame festivities, be there for the tailgate, I would say 100% do it. It's worth it. Um, and and that's also for people who think this is, a, who, who find this is an important factor into their MLS or their soccer experience, but that's also how you build community. And so be there, um, support the team, make friends, make a community, give back to your community. Um, there are opportunities for that, but also logistically, it's the best way to go because we are downtown. So parking in and traveling and all of that, um, it's kind of something you're going to have to plan ahead for. So to get the best, out of this experience, I would say get there, be there for, for all of the pregame. The Luligans have uh, the best tailgate. <laughs> I don't know if there were any other tailgates happening, but that was the one that I attended. And um, it, it there was a lot of space, um, beer, food, people. So I would say that would be the way to go. Um, as far as the match, Mostly, it's if you're a season ticket holder, you're going to sit or be wherever you got your ticket. Um, if you're just showing up for a match, the supporter section, in my opinion, is always going to be the way to go um, because it's going to be full of people who are just all about the, the team, the experience. Not saying that other people are not, but I just think that if you're just showing up you know, one for one match and you want to get the best experience. Um, I think it's the best position. Uh, you're right at the behind the the goal. It's a good view of the, the field and you're just right there in the midst of the chaos. And to me, I think that most people would love that. Um, 
and it's not like people are, you know, there's a lot of space. You can stand next to other people and have plenty of space between you and them. And um, yeah, but if you need to sit down, if you're somebody who needs to sit down um, and chill, then going, you know, where you can actually have a seat is important. I had serious FOMO not being there. So I'm excited for when we actually start the MLS season and I can actually go and experience all of this on the ground. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can't wait. If you were at the match between St. Louis City 2 and Bayer Leverkusen, please send us any initial thoughts, reviews, reactions to the match, the stadium, the whole experience. We'd love to hear from you about it and what you think about the new kit. 